to the Humanity Church Podcast, a place where meaningful conversations around living by faith, being known by love, and becoming a voice of hope are shared with the world every week. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and will join us live on Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, online or at the historic Fox Theater in beautiful downtown Pomona. We also host humanity groups that meet all throughout the city and online to continue the conversation and support you in your ongoing spiritual journey. Find one near you by visiting humanitychurch.com. If you would like to financially support this podcast or the ongoing work at Humanity Church, you can text any donation amount to 84321 and give directly from your phone. Now, here's this week's podcast. My letter to Dear 22 starts, aren't you tired of this and don't you want intimacy back again? Yes. Into me, see intimacy. Not this fist bumps, not all these masks. I'm just, I'm weary. So I, I got to go to my, I work at a medical school and I had a graduation in May and it was our first year after three years that we all got to be back together in an auditorium. And I was like, oh, thank God. But something was missing on that May day. Everybody still had their masks on. And instead of this hugging and kissing and joyous celebration, people were fist bumping and elbow bumping. It was really weird. And I'm sitting in the front going, we're not back. We're not, we're, if this is a new normal, I'm not up for it. This is really sad. And I started thinking about what are we missing? What happened during, tw- during these two or three years? And at least for me, I realized I stepped back a lot and started isolating. And I've turned from an extrovert into an introvert. Um, <laughs> I hope I get it back. But I started thinking about a friend of mine named John and John and Jean Jobs, some of you know them. The first time I met them about 20 years ago, I went up to visit their house and John opens the door to greet me and he moves in for what I thought was a hug, but he actually started coming at me with a kiss on my mouth. And I freaked out, yeah. (laughs) And I turned my head and of course he does the French kiss on the cheek. I'm so awkward. I'm, I'm like, what is going on? This is like really uncomfortable. I, I'm like, I'm embarrassed. I'm trying to fake it. Like, ha, hi, really glad I'm at your house. Why the hell did you try and kiss me? Like, I, I, I honestly probably only kiss my spouse or maybe my children or maybe my grandchildren occasionally, but like, no, like, yeah. So, but I was so uncomfortable. I thought I need to talk to him about what happened because I feel like I just like rejected something valuable. I knew he was a very honorable, amazing man, pastor, worship pastor. So, so I sat down with him. I said, John, like, why'd you go in for the kiss on the mouth? Like, that's socially inappropriate and (laughs) really awkward. And he said, Anne, don't you ever read in the scriptures about the holy hug and the holy kiss? I go, no, I believed in Jesus Christ for about 25 years, didn't get that passage. So he pulls out his Bible and he goes, Ann, like there's 16 passages about holy hugs and there's five passages about holy kissing. I'm like, where have I been? I like lost that and didn't remember that. So what's a kiss? Some of you came in and did you get your Hershey's kisses today? You wondered why? Well, I nerded out because I started studying kisses and uh, Hershey's came up with the kiss, the symbol of intimacy and specialness and sweetness in 1907. They had 12 varieties and flavors. They now have had over 33 flavors of Hershey's. I should, the Lord was like, why don't you read your Bible like this? You're investigating Hershey kisses. 
but I have a list out there of all the different flavors. I just got fascinated and I started going to Walmart and ordering online and I got all these different flavors. Special one for my roommate Carlos that loves um, the nut, the uh, certain kind of nut. So they, they've, they've got seasonal varieties, candy cane and all kinds of stuff. So what's a kiss? Sweetness, intimacy. I have my bubble here, and I only let certain people kiss me, and that's a certain one or two people in my life. What does it mean about a holy kiss then? What is this scripture that talks about holy kissing? And are we missing out on something? Now, before you freak out, we're not gonna all start kissing here, okay. But I want to investigate, what does, this, what does the scripture say about it? So from the scriptures, Paul, as, we, as Melinda pointed out so beautifully, wrote a lot of the letters of, of, to, to the believers. And he says, um, greet all the brothers and sisters with a holy kiss. Also, all the brothers and sisters here send you greetings. Greet one another with a holy kiss. And finally, Peter says, greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace to all of you who are in Christ. I could go on and on with scriptures about love and how do we show love, but this was one particular way that the early Christians showed love. Now it's culturally pretty much fallen out of acceptance in our culture, unless you are really close to somebody, but what did it mean? What did it mean in a cultural norm? If we're looking at the philosophy of it and the meaning of it more than the practice of it, what it meant was, are you close enough to your sister and brother to show and express care? Are you involved enough in their life deeply, like in community groups where you know where they're suffering, you know what's going on with them, you know their hurts, and you're coming together to worship and celebrate what God's power is. And you're saying to the people around you, this is my brother, this is my sister. So we're elevating a kiss or a hug not to sexuality, but above sexuality, nothing wrong with sexuality, but above it to say, this is my embrace for my sister and my brother. Um, the culture already was kissing, so it wasn't like we're saying don't kiss. So any of you been to the Middle East or know some French people, they kiss all over the time, they greet, they hug. We're a little bit um, more aloof than that in America, but if you go to, um, uh, to Europe or to the Middle East or to Asia, they're oftentimes, especially of the same gender, men and women will kiss and hug in a way that's a lot more intimate than what we do. But let's just look at the principle. Um, the people in the first century were saying, we want to show the world that this is an intimate, safe place where we know each other, we love each other, we care about each other, and we're invested in each other. The universal principle, if we're taking it out of we have to hug or kiss, what, what are we doing to invest in each other's lives? Now we have amazing greeters at our church, and I come in every Sunday and just say, wow, this is a gathering where people care about each other. This is a place where people meet and greet in a way that's really sensitive, at least at the front door. And one of the examples for me, if you don't know Bob Hilton, everybody know Bob Hilton? I can't hide from Bob Hilton. If I walk in and just feel like uh, I, I'm not really up for anything today, he seeks me out. Like that man, I swear, he, and his honesty and sincerity, he looks me in the eye and he goes, how are you, sister? How is your week? I experience this care and this depth about Bob that to me symbolizes some of what the scripture is talking about, a holy hug and a holy kiss. 
um, which is, how are you? I care about you, and I'm welcoming you into intimacy. It ties into this freedom that Melinda was talking about, too. When we're together and we've loved each other through difficulties, we've challenged each other through hard times, we've helped each other grow, there's an intimacy that happens, especially in the community groups. And I had a community group at my house for five years. The depth of those relationships and the time shared is irreplaceable in terms of community. So this is what God's calling us to, depth and intimacy that is like a holy hug and a holy kiss, where you could go over to someone's house and flop on their couch and know your family, where you can know you can call somebody at two in the morning when they're hurting from their son just dying, and they'll answer and they'll care about you. But there are sometimes people in your inner circle that are close enough to kiss you in your bubble, in my bubble, who are close enough to kiss you who betray you, who hurt you. And Jesus had such a friend. In the scripture, Luke 22:47, it says, while he was still speaking, while Jesus was still speaking, a crowd came up and the man who was called Judas one of the 12, were leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him. Jesus asked him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? So this is the other side of kiss and intimacy. When we risk with people, we also can get hurt. We can also be misunderstood. We can also be betrayed. We can also betray others. And I've been on both sides. I've betrayed, I've been betrayed. And here's a different place that I think Jesus brings us to, if you want, than what the culture and the cancel culture says, which is cut them off, they're dead, I don't care about them, I'm walking away, I'm divorcing, I'm not talking to them again. All of the things that help keep us safe. Jesus had a different response to Judas. This was a man who had been with him for three years. There were 12 people that he was especially close to, the disciples, and Judas was one of them. During these three years, presumably, Scripture tells us he knew that someone was going to betray him, and he probably knew it was Judas as, as time went on. He didn't pull back. He didn't stop hugging or kissing Judas. He didn't act differently to Judas. He kept going in relationship with Judas until the end. He knew that intimacy and being close to people risked being betrayed, and yet he kept going because the alternative to pull away or to protect ourselves or to isolate ourselves or to label or judge or give that offense to someone else does not cause the kingdom that he was talking about. What he said was love wins. Betrayal does not have the last word on love. There's always power to heal and forgive. And I think, again, Melinda and I didn't even talk about our talks, so here's, here's how the Spirit orchestrates. Forgiveness can be to, your, to yourself in a way of, if you're the betrayal, you, you come to somebody else and say, I need forgiveness. You repair things when you're the betrayer. When you're betrayed, you go to someone and talk it over, or if they're not around or you don't know them, like the pastor Linda was talking about, uh, Melinda was talking about, you also say, I can forgive them and give them to God. The forgiveness is the way out of this hurt, not protecting ourselves or withdrawing from intimacy. 
There are people in your life that will betray you and you will betray others. You also may betray yourself at times. But he did not pull back from Judas. So do not let the risk of betrayal rob you of the intimacy of close friendship and fellowship. The prescription from Jesus' point is to greet, to reach, to love, to believe in possibility and transformation for each other. So my letter to 2022, and to you, and to me, is will we come out? Will we come out in warmth? Will we reach to each other, ask questions, be involved, greet each other as if we are long lost friends? During worship, thank you, Scott, I was just thinking about the prodigal son, and for those of you that don't know that story, the son had run away from the father, but when he came back, the father greeted him with the most precious kiss and with jewels and a robe, and he said, what you've done doesn't matter, you've come home. And that's the greeting that God is asking for us. So from scripture, John 13, 35, Jesus says, by this, so this meaning the way we treat each other, the way we greet each other, the way we love each other, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So dear 2022, I'm challenging me and our community to grow in holy intimacy, set apart intimacy that marks us. And people can just see, wow, what's happening here? Who are these people? Why are they acting so different? as a vibrant expression of love and investment. It might include hugs and kisses, so watch out. <laughs> All right, so for the two questions that I'm gonna ask you to share, where do you avoid intimacy with others? And has it changed during COVID? It certainly has for me, I was kind of shocked at that. Has it changed with COVID and political unrest and suspicion? And question number two, what would like life look like if you chose to trust, trust others and to move forward warmly? Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope that it was a meaningful experience and look forward to having you listen in next week for another conversation from the heart and soul of Humanity Church. You can find more information about our community at www.humanitychurch.com.